Liverpool have completed the signing of Diogo Jota from Wolverhampton Wanderers for a fee that could reach as much as £45 million. Uh, the 23-year-old forward put pen to paper on Friday to become the third signing of the summer behind Kostas Shimakas and Thiago Alcantara, who also completed his move from Bayern Munich on Friday in a deal worth up to £25 million. Uh, Liverpool will pay Wolves an initial fee of £41 million, with uh, the extra four coming from uh, certain performance-based criteria that surround the Champions League and the Premier League. Uh, that means he becomes the fourth most expensive player in Anfield history behind Virgil van Dijk, Alisson Becker and Naby Keita. And Jurgen Klopp has been a massive fan of the forward ever since he, uh, he came to the Premier League with Wolves two years ago. He scored 16 goals across those two seasons with Nuno Espirito Santos team. But it's understood that his willingness to play across the front line in a number of positions and his willingness to press on and off the ball alongside his work rate is what has really impressed Klopp. And uh, Liverpool see him as an ideal uh, substitute behind that front three of Mohamed Salah, Sadio Mane and Roberto Firmino. Another driving force in the deal, it's understood, is uh, Pep Linders, who was a, was a coach at Porto a few years back. Uh, he spoke to contacts at, at the Portuguese club and it was nothing but glowing character references for uh, a player who also spent time at Porto earlier in his career. So Liverpool stepped up uh, stepped up negotiations uh, this week with Wolves after um, deciding not to pursue a move for Ismail Azar with Watford demanding £40 million as a minimum fee uh, at a time when Liverpool are still cutting their cloth accordingly because of the coronavirus pandemic. So Liverpool aren't paying the £41 million up front. It's understood that Liverpool will pay uh, around about 10% of that fee this summer with uh, the remaining fee to be paid across the course of that contract. Um, and it also sees Keanu Hoover move the other way with Liverpool receiving around about £9 million up front with a total fee of £13.5 million for the young uh, Dutch defender. So it's been a busy day at Liverpool. In comes Thiago Alcantara, in comes Diogo Jota, out goes Keanu Hoover. And there's still a few weeks to go until that October 5th deadline. Stick on the Echo website for all the latest news um, across the transfer window, as well as uh, the build-up to the Chelsea game on Sunday. Uh, for now, it's uh, Thiago Alcantara in, it's Diogo Jota in, £41 million in total for the um, for the Wolves forward. And Liverpool are really making uh, statements in the transfer market. Paul Gorse, the Liverpool Echoes, Liverpool correspondent, again with some breaking news on this huge day for Liverpool. Not just one, but two signings. Diogo Jota joining Thiago Alcantara in joining Jurgen Klopp's Premier League champions. And for more reaction to this breaking news, myself, Guy Clark, joined up with Matt Addison for a transfer special edition of The Agenda. This is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. Wow, so not just one, but two signings in one day for Liverpool as Diogo Jota joins Thiago Alcantara in signing for the Premier League champions. A deal which could reach £45 million sees a Portuguese move from Molyneux to Melwood after three years under Nuno Espirito Santo at Wolves. Alongside myself, Guy Clark, is Matt Addison here with a transfer special edition of the agenda. Matt, this is all quite good fun, isn't it? Yeah, what a, what a day it has been. Obviously, Thiago Alcantara, an absolutely massive signing. And then following that up with this move now for Wolves winger, or forward, should I say, uh, Diego Jota. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's been a fantastic day. It's a day, I think, that will go down long in the memory. We know from our own experience reporting how much transfers mean to fans these days. And it's, you know, it's one of those things that is going to go down, I think, in, in history, really. It's something that's going to be spoken about so many times going forward. It's a, a huge investment for Liverpool. It's a, a huge step forward and two absolutely fantastic players. I, I mean, 
I, I can only speak for myself, obviously, but I think it's uh, fair to say most Liverpool fans are going to be so excited to, to see both of these players now. Yeah, and it's one of those really. It's two sort of really contrasting deals. We've had the Thiago rumours and rumblings going on for months and months and months. And all of a sudden, whether it be sort of last night or into the early morning, there were a few rumblings about Diogo Jota. And then all of a sudden, it sort of seems to explode. And the deal's been done in no time at all. Yeah, very much so. Obviously, Thiago, we know, has been well documented for a long time. As you say, Liverpool finally made that approach on Monday. And that deal has, even by Liverpool standards, been dragged out throughout the week. Obviously, these negotiations, the fact that you know, we have now got to, to this point where he was signed officially at, at four o'clock or so this afternoon. It's one of those where it, it did get dragged out a fair bit. But yeah, as you say, Diogo Jota was very, very quickly over the line, all sealed and, and signed and delivered. And I think, to be honest, most of the, the speculation surrounding him this week came really because he, he didn't come off the bench in Wolves' first Premier League match. He then missed out completely last night. Nuno Espirito Santo didn't really give a, a proper reason as to why he was missing. And I suppose people then put two and two together and think, well, where could he be off to? And I think, obviously, Liverpool are a team who keep an eye on, on players like him who are just on that brink of becoming potentially a, a world-class star. It does make a lot of sense. And obviously, that's you know how it's proven to, to be the case. I think Liverpool have obviously you know stepped up their interest over the last 24 hours or so. Very quickly got that deal done. They've you know, put forward that fee. What is it? Forty-one million pounds for for Diego Jota. So, you know, they very quickly got to to the level that Wolves were were asking for the player and, and got the deal over the line. So, as I say, it's a, a really exciting signing, and you know, there's there's so many different things that we can discuss about it. But I think you know, first and foremost, that the speed of the deal just goes to show really, you know, how keen Jurgen Klopp was to to get this one over the line. And it really is, I suppose, a throwback signing in some ways to what. Liverpool and this legacy that Jurgen Klopp has built, what it has been built off. You look at the age of Diogo Jota, he's 23. He's had a brilliant appearance record, if nothing else, at Wolverhampton Wanderers. He's been there three seasons. I make it only 11 league games in which he's missed. During that time, he's been involved in 63 goals. He scored 44 and he's assisted 19, that being in, in all competitions, in 131 games for Nuno Espirito Santo's side. And it is, as I say, a, a bit of a throwback similar to the likes of Sadio Manny when he was at Southampton, Mohamed Salah, who had been a Premier League reject in inverted commas, he failed at Chelsea, so to speak, gone to Roma and had come back. It, it fits that mould. It feels a very Michael Edwards, Jurgen Klopp signing. Yeah, again, it's another Michael Edwards masterstroke, isn't it? A player that obviously people are very much keen to watch in bits and pieces, but he's one of those players that I think just has to find that extra level of consistency now. And we saw the exact same thing with someone like Sadio Mane. I think he's the the perfect sort of example, really. I mean, I've seen plenty of, of Wolves reporters and, and Wolves fans saying that, you know, last season Jota was a, a little bit inconsistent, maybe didn't perform to the level that he did the season before that. But then you look at the the number of goal contributions, 22 in 48 games. He got, what was it, nine goals in, in 14 Europa League matches last season. These sorts of numbers, you know, even for, for somebody who, who plays out wide in those forward areas are just so, so impressive. And, you know, as you say, not 24 until December. I'm pretty sure Sadio Mane was, was 24 when he came to Liverpool. So it's the same stage pretty much of, of their careers. And, 
you know, he's a player that we've picked out plenty of times as, as being someone who could come and, and make that extra difference at, at a top club. You put him in with, you know, better quality players around him, a better quality coach, as good as, as Nuno is. I think Jurgen Klopp is a step up from that. And I think we're going to see absolutely him, you know, really step up and, and make that potential that he's got into something, you know, real and, and tangible over the next few months. So, look, he's, he's very much brought in as a, a backup to the front three where he can play in all of those front three positions. And I think that is going to be, you know, a huge thing for Liverpool this season. We know that they've got other options. Be interesting to see now what happens with someone like Rian Brewster or, or Divock Origi and players like that. But, you know, whatever happens with these players now, we know that Jota is there. We know that the usual front three are there, Takumi Minamino. There's just so many options for, for Liverpool to pick from. Yeah, he really seems to feel as though he fits that mould of the, the Mane-Salah prototype of the winger. He's small, he's nimble, he's technically gifted. It is, I suppose, as you say, about adding those goal contributions. It was on the Blood Red podcast earlier in the day with Paul Gorst and Ian Doyle, and we were talking at the time of what seemed to be interesting, Diogo Jota and initial, perhaps, negotiations that may well have been taking place. We we understand now, and we realise, of course, it was a lot further down the track than, than all of that, but Ishmael Assar was the other player who was getting spoken about in these kind of circles that Liverpool might be looking at. What do you think's given Jota the edge for Liverpool? That extra year of Premier League experience and perhaps those extra numbers of showing that he can do it on a more consistent basis? Yeah, I think there's a number of factors, really. I think we have to assume that Liverpool wouldn't sign both of those players this summer. I suppose it's not completely out of the question, but I think it, it would be one or Certainly or the not on a day like today. No, no. Well, hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen and we have to come on and, and do another one at some point today. At least leave it until tomorrow for us. But uh, yeah, no, I'm sure if it is a case of, of Jota over Ismail Assar from Watford, I think, as I say, there's, there's a few different uh, points that, that would have made that possible. I think, obviously, the fact that Saar only signed uh, last summer, he's only had one season in the Premier League. I think Jota has, has been at Wolves for two seasons I think that's obviously a big thing. Ismail Assar's only 22, so he's still a couple of years younger, pretty much, um, than Jota is. I think that will you know, have a, a big impact as well. I think, obviously, Saar has still got a fair bit of uh, advancement to do in his game. I think he would have more to do to reach a Liverpool standard on a consistent basis than Jota would at, at this stage. I don't think that's really in doubt when you look into the numbers, as we said, of, of goal contributions and stuff like that. There is still improvement for both of those players to make, but Jota, I think, is further down that journey at this stage in time. And you know, We spoke to, to Ryan Gray earlier in the week, a Watford Observer reporter, actually about Ismail Assar, and you know, one of the, the comments that he made was that Watford would have to let him go if an astronomical fee came in for him. You know, they were not prepared to, to sell him for £40 million. We believe that, you know, if, if this deal is, has gone through for £41 million, you know, it's a very similar fee. But I think Liverpool get a, a more finished player at this stage. I mean, the exact quote that, that Ryan Gables, he'd been told by Watford that, you know, a senior source there had said to him, you know, for, for £40 million, which is kind of the rumoured fee for Ismail Assar, you'd have only got Sar's left leg. So for only a million pounds more, Liverpool have got the whole of Diogo Jota. And I think you know, they're very much going to benefit from that. The Agenda on the Blood Red Channel. Still waiting, obviously, for the exact fee. Understand it could rise to as much as as forty five million pounds with add ons. We've heard, uh, obviously, that initially it may be thirty five. It'll all come out in the wash, I'm sure. But 
I, I don't think you can maybe understate today, Matt, the significance of these two two deals individually, the high quality and the caliber of a player like Thiago Alcantara and what he brings. But then also Diogo Jota, we've spoken, we've done so many podcasts on the succession planning for the front three. There is now a genuinely exciting and potentially world-class option, I suppose, in Diogo Jota coming into Liverpool at just the age of 23. These these are two fantastic deals in isolation. And when you put them together, such an exciting time for Liverpool Football Club. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've spoken so many times about Thiago. It goes without saying, you know, he's a world-class transformational signing, I think, in the, the middle of the pitch. And, you know, just to, to touch more on, on Jota, I think, obviously, we've said many times, I've said many times on the Blood Red podcast that, you know, in terms of that succession plan, Liverpool did need to think to the future. They didn't want to replace all of Sadio Mane, Mohamed Salah and Roberto Firmino in the same summer. And I think this will go some way to helping that further down the line. Once one of those three moves on, you've now got one of those slots ready uh, and it's already going to be filled by Jota. So, yeah, I think part of the the long-term plan for Liverpool was always to look for different options. Potentially, someone like Jota coming in, I think, is going to improve. He's going to have an instant impact, don't get me wrong, of course, on this Liverpool team this season. You'd imagine, you know, he will play a lot of minutes. He will get a lot of time on the pitch. But it's more going forward once he develops and potentially becomes the player that everyone thinks that he's going to become. That's just such a, an exciting signing. I think some people will you know, maybe have their, their eyebrows raised a little bit at the fee, but I think it, it was very, very similar with someone like Sadio Mane. I remember at the time I was thinking for Mane, you know, what was it, £34 million? Pounds? It, it seemed like a huge amount. It very much isn't now. So I think you know, we, we just have to, to trust what Michael Edwards and Jurgen Klopp have done with this deal think both of the deals put together as you say it's a, an absolutely monumental day and given how quiet it's been all summer with Liverpool's transfers and that sort of thing I think there will be a, a big celebration for the fact that these two have, have come in and, and rightly so because I think as I say it, it could be certainly with Thiago an instant transformation for Liverpool potentially Jota that could be the case too but certainly you know one or two seasons down the line two players that Liverpool now have got under Jurgen Klopp that can really push on and I suppose another real sort of added element to it and the excitement levels that Liverpool fans will, as you say, see Diogo Jota a fair bit. Jurgen Klopp referenced it in his press conference today, whilst, of course, it was being inundated with talk of Thiago Alcantara and that imminent move. He was asked about fixture congestion, and one of the topics he does always talk about, and he said how squads and, and clubs and teams are going to need so many options and it's not until you're really in the midst of it that you'll realise just how much added depth that you're going to need. We are into the season, albeit only the second week of the campaign and maybe he's already realised that that was the case and maybe wanted this deal done earlier but now definitely has two players with supreme quality that come in. Yeah, exactly that. It's all about options, I think. Certainly for the next 12 months for Liverpool, we know, for example, that uh, Thiago's arrival doesn't necessarily mean that Gini Wijnaldum will leave. I think, there's, as I say, that there's going to be so many minutes and so many options for, for all of these players next season. That's one of the big reasons why it would be quite nice to see someone like Ryan Brewster stick around. But, you know, just in, in terms of Jota and in terms of Thiago, they're going to have minutes. They're going to be able to settle in pretty quickly. They're not going to have to, you know, be bedded in, particularly with Jota, obviously having played in the Premier League before. You'd imagine someone like Thiago can slot in given the quality that he has and the ability that he's got so yeah it, it just gives Liverpool instantly some more options some more depth that's one of the things that's always leveled against Liverpool compared to Manchester City they don't have that squad depth 
they very much certainly do now. I think obviously Thiago means that they possibly won't need to sign a fourth centre-back because Fabinho can play there and you don't take anything away from that number six position if Thiago's there. It's the same with Jota. If you played him from the start alongside, say, Firmino and, and Mane, you really wouldn't notice a huge amount of difference. Of course, he's not at the level of those top three players at this stage, but who knows, in, in 12 months' time, he very very could well, could well be. So, yeah, it, it's such a, an exciting time. As you say, Jurgen Klopp will have known that he wanted you know a couple of players to come in and for Liverpool, so many matches to come. I think I'm right in saying Tottenham play three times in the space of a week next week. It's it's going to be one of those seasons. You're going to need players. You're going to need options. And you know Liverpool have been fortunate to an extent with injuries. Obviously, that's partly because of their medical team and because of the way that they train and that sort of thing. But there is an element of good fortune with it as well. I think certainly with these two additions now, you're less reliant on that. You're less reliant on Sadio Mane and, and Mohamed Salah staying fit because you know that as much as you'd want them in the first team and as much as you wouldn't want to wish an injury on them, Liverpool do now have a genuine option who could play there consistently for a month or two if they needed to. But yeah, it's uh, it's all positives. And I think we're going to look back on this day and, and see that Liverpool have got themselves two probably bargain signings in the long run. Yeah, and final point then, the old adage is all about strengthening when you're in a position of, of strength. Liverpool have certainly done that. Three signings now, Costas Simicas, Thiago Alcantara, Diogo Jota. This, I'm sure, puts the rest of the Premier League on high alert because we've spoken and seen an awful lot of what's been written and read uh, and and said about Chelsea and the transfer dealings they've done. Manchester City, after going for Ferran Torres and Nathan Aki quite early in the window, have therefore then been quiet. Manchester United are only brought in Donny van der Beek compared to the rivals. Liverpool now, I suppose, have put them all on high alert today. Yeah, it's it's come as a, a big shock, hasn't it? We've seen you know various comments about FSG and spending and being overly cautious throughout the summer, but I think this is you know a, a sort of real statement from Liverpool to put down that money and and really make an investment. I think it is low risk in the sense that you look at someone like Jota and think that you know even if two or three years down the line he'd just come in and, and done a steady squad role, it wouldn't be a, a massive fee. It wouldn't be a huge risk. You wouldn't imagine he's going to be on huge wages or anything like that. So as we've said all along, if something came up, the time was right uh, and it was a sensible move for Liverpool to make financially and in terms of on the pitch as well, they would do that. Uh, obviously, we've said that they weren't um, thinking of, of Thiago as being an active target for a long time. Again, Jurgen Klopp said today the situation changed. They've decided that actually that was a player that could really help them. And I think that is the, the key thing. They're not going to go out and spend money for the sake of it. But certainly with these two players coming in, that isn't the case. And for a team that won the, the, the Premier League title by an absolute canter, it was 18 points. I think without Project Restart, it probably would have been a fair few more points than that. You know, it, it just sends a, a real message of intent to not just Manchester City, but as you say, Chelsea and Manchester United as well. Potentially Arsenal, if, if they get one or two more in, could have sort of been challenging towards the, the top end. It just sends a real message. And, and Liverpool, of course, as well, knocked out by Atletico Madrid in the Champions League. I think a, a few clubs around Europe as well will be looking at Liverpool and thinking, you know, this is uh, going to be a real challenge for them in terms of the Champions League next season as well. I've spoken to a, a Spanish football analyst for a, a podcast that will go out tomorrow, which is about Thiago Alcantara. He's a, a Barcelona fan based in Spain. And 
the, the view very much from that country is that Liverpool are a really, really big threat. And, you know, we've seen them be dominant. We've seen them pick up, you know, 99 points, 97 points. Liverpool's dominance is going to continue. And I think these two signings definitely underline that. Yeah, what a day it has been for Liverpool Football Club. Two signings in one day. Thiago Alcantara moving from Bayern Munich and Diogo Jota a short while ago being signed from Wolverhampton Wanderers, of course, bringing Premier League experience with him. The uh, Premier League champions title defence is already underway, of course, and they continue that on Sunday at Stamford Bridge. Keep across the Liverpool echo. And for that game, Thiago Alcantara could well make his Liverpool debut. As I say, there'll be coverage across the Liverpool echo. We've plenty more in store for you across the Blood Red channels, whether that be the podcast platforms you so frequently listen into our content or whether that's on our dedicated YouTube channel. Do stick across all of it. But from myself, Guy Clark and Matt Addison, thanks for your time and your company. It's bye for now. You've been listening to the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.